previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. But one of the main reasons we wanted to have you back on, besides just to say hello, was now you wrote in about this lollipop song. Now, you claim that you think there's a story behind it with TK, but you weren't sure. So go into that real quick. All right. Well, I'm old. I'm really old. (laughs) I'm even older than Tony. So there's a real chance that I'm just hallucinating this whole thing. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hi, Roxy. Hi, Chuck. Hi, Littles. So that opening we loved. Yeah. Those five great minutes. So Ed, spoiler alert, everyone. Ed was not completely wrong in any way, shape, or form. We're going to get to that later in the show, we promise. But uh, he emailed us back about that. He's like, please tell me you heard from someone else. Uh, so we did. So we're going to get there. Eric Londrigan, you're braver than I am. Good fish. What the hell is that? Everyone out there who's watching Survivor for the first time based on our recommendation, I'm sorry. That's all I'm going to say, Roxy. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. It's This last episode was horrific. Yeah, you're and not I'm, liking it. I'm very disappointed in this season. I'm very, especially the last episode. I don't know. If this was my first season watching Survivor, I'd be like, what the hell is happening right now? And I don't like it. Well, I'm a little confused, but... I'm going with it. And well, they're they're trying to change. Yeah. I sound like I'm 80. They're trying to change it for the younger generation, so they'll sure. be interested. Yeah. And But I agree. I'm not the only one. I listened to a, a three podcasts about Survivor on the outside, and they're all in agreements with me. They're like, what's happening right now? They're just totally, they're going to lose all their views. They're not even going to be around for the next generation if this keeps up. I almost feel like they're trying to make up for lost time and right. cramming and trying to cram so much new content into, what is it, 26 days they're only yeah, out there? Yeah, it's different this time. Um, well, and Which that's understandable, like the time frame, but I do, I feel like they're trying to cram in so much just to kind of hit us really hard. Well, and the worst thing that about this whole thing is I just realized based on another podcast I listened to is they've already filmed season 42. So it's probably just like this season thinking, oh, this is brilliant. We're doing great things here on Survivor now. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to grind those gears right away, (laughs) but it was on my mind and I feel bad because here I am toting the show. Right. Let's get to our show. It is National Candy Corn Day. Yum. Now, is this... Well... <laughs> well, we know, we know where Roxy falls on this. <laughs> now, I was going to say, is do we even dare? But it is National Candy Corn Day, so we wanted to say that. Roxy, it's also National Texture X Day. Uh, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. I thought it would be fun to live text our exes. Absolutely not. While we're doing the show. Nope. Roxy gave me a big old no on that. Hard no. I just thought it would be fun. Or better yet, I'll text your ex, you text my ex. No. No. Okay. So, no. all right. So, not we're moving better. on. All right. <laughs> Everyone else have fun with that. Real quick, we haven't talked about... Uh, we don't want to go too much because we have lots... So much. This is our 99th episode, by the way. Whoa. 99. 99 bottles now, of beer. Yeah, I don't like that because that's Aaron <laughs> Judge's number. And that seems like the new thing in baseball is to be number 99. Even Why? in softball. It drives me crazy. That's I hate it. such a weird number. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Now, speaking of the 100th, quick programming announcement. It was announced that the big show is going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. So we will not have a Tuesday show, which was going to be our slated 100th episode. But that's okay. As the saying goes... Good things come to those who wait, so you'll have to wait a little longer. So we're not quite sure. We'll try to tweet this out if we know. It'll probably be Thursday, I'm guessing, is when we'll drop. But maybe we'll wait till Friday in honor of the big show. I don't know. I haven't really thought all that through, but we'll make sure you know when it's coming, and it'll be 
a fantastic episode. Some great guests. We're very excited about this one and been looking forward to it for a while now. Now, getting back to today's episode, we actually even had trouble getting other co-hosts to come on today because our schedules are just crazy. And my schedule is actually changing again. Roxy, one more day. One day more. We will nip it in the Ro- Roxy's excited for me because I'm <laughs> done with my job. Can't uh, wait. <laughs> I'm done with my job that I went back in April, the show I went back in April, and I'm going to be doing a new show. So I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah. Uh, I start rehearsals in about a week or yeah. so. Well, actually, I've already started, but official, official right. rehearsals. Yeah, you've, you've been starting your homework. Yeah, well, I've had to yeah. because it's a totally different thing. I'm going to be drumming a production of Cheek to Cheek here, Irving Berlin's. Oh, excuse me. I'm supposed to say Irving Berlin's Cheek to Cheek mm-hmm. here in the city. So I'm very excited about that. I'll be drumming. I'll be actually, I th- we're, on, we're on stage for this one, which yeah. is kind of weird. So I'm going to have to get my hair done, I think, or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it'll be fun. It starts in November. So between that and Roxy's schedule and it's just, it's been crazy. Nuts. So, so why don't we just get into all our stuff? Roxy, before I, and before I forget, remind me, we are doing, we're bringing back for our 99th. I was going to wait till the 100th, but I can't wait. We're going to bring back a tiny little suggestion. We're going to do that at the end. Great. Okay. But first, let's, I mean, we heard from so many different people. Michelle Pendleton acknowledging the electric company. I didn't realize it was 50 years. That's why I've been seeing all these posts. It's a 50 years from when it started. And that's where... Morgan Freeman, Rita Moreno. There were so many other people. I'm trying to think who else was in that original company that I don't know if they got their starts there, but they were very prominent there first, I think. So, Michelle, thank you for bringing that to our attention. Then we've we heard from Chris Davenport. And he actually, and this kind of bummed me out because I actually did some homework on this after talking to Ed Butt in our Mm -hmm. last five great minutes. He said, Ed Begley Jr. got his start on St. Elsewhere. I believe I had that. Mm -hmm. Chuck, those one truck tours sounded like the travel the wrestlers would do back in the 80s. Now, I don't know for sure, but probably. Probably. That, that tracks. Because I was lucky enough, my dad would never take me. He was like, actually, he took me to one. I told the story already how I wanted to go see Hulk Hogan for my 10th birthday and I got a baseball glove instead. But there were some local ones that it's like right up the road. And my uh, dear friend I grew up with, his dad was not into it, but willing to take us. So we went to one there. But it was you're right. It was one night at in Hudson, New York. And then I don't know where they were going the next night. But yeah, it probably was. I can't confirm that, Chris. But yeah. All right. Now we're going to get to the bottom of this. Word that I was mispronouncing, okay? Yeah. And Lee Gordon comes to the rescue, as always. Ombudsman. Sure, if that's what you're going with. Let's take a listen. Hey, Chuck, if you want to research the correct pronunciation of a word, don't ask a computer-generated voice like Siri. The word is pronounced ombudsman. It can also be pronounced ombudsman or even ombudsman. But despite how Siri says it, the second syllable is buds, not bids. But you are right about one thing. Chocolate chip cookies and oatmeal cookies use completely different batters. And bush cookies are former First Lady Laura Bush's recipe for something also known as cowboy cookies. All right. So there you go. I think that's pretty clear. You know, he also wrote in and said, yes, I was mispronouncing that wrong, but I was right about the cookie batter. So I've got that going for me. But we'll get there in a second. So thank you, Santa. Thank you, Lee Gordon, for sending that in. We always love getting those voice memos. Those are always fun. And helpful. And helpful, because then I don't have to say the word that I'm talking about right now, which I'm not going to (laughs) say. 
for. I'm still confused as to where the accent is. Yeah, it's there's yeah. ombudsman or I still ombudsman. Think, I still think it might be a little tomato tomato situation. But anyway, let's move on, shall we? Well, since we're speaking of cookies, let's just go there, yes. shall we? Yes. Okay. We heard from Mike Brownell. I hope I'm saying that right because we've never even heard of you, no. heard from you. This is like a brand new little. Come on the pod. Hello. How come we haven't met Mike? I mean, that's all I'm going to say. Anyway, we got an email from Mike and it says, cookie debate, Chuck and Roxy. This whole chocolate chip cookie versus oatmeal raisin cookie kerfuffle sounds like something that should have been discussed before the marriage. <laughs> love the podcast, Mike. So first of all, Mike, come on the pod. Yeah, We'd love to meet you. Absolutely. It's super easy. We're super chill. Um, <laughs> don't be scared. <laughs> Then we heard from Joe Mahan, and he said, chocolate chip and oatmeal cookie doughs are definitely different, especially in terms of consistency. And he says, my mom made trailside oatmeal cookies with chocolate chips and raisins and peanut butter, smooth, of course. Now, I don't know about that. So we're talking peanut butter, chocolate. That's a whole new level. Let's not, go, let's not open that bag. I mean, I have a bone to pick with all of these people who are saying that chocolate chip good dough and oatmeal is. dough is different. It's okay, completely if, different, if Roxy. You're, if you're making separate cookies, fine. That's but what we're, that's, you're making... No, no, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, we're not We're not disputing. Well, let me stop you right there before you go grind that gear because that's not what we're disputing. That's not it at all. I conceded that the cookies you make, these bush cookies, yep. those are completely different. It, it's almost like it's just call it a bush cookie. Don't call it an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie. Because that is a completely different recipe, a completely different type of cookie. You agree. I, I what's agree. What's the difference? You're not making a, a bush cookie or an oatmeal chocolate chip well, cookie. Well, all I'm trying to say is there are oatmeal cookies with raisins. Sure. And then there's chocolate chip cookies sure. with chocolate chips. So as you said, you don't make two bat separate batches of dough and then just combine them. No. No, of course not. It's a separate cookie. Let's just <laughs> go with that to make this much easier. Because I was going crazy, and it's true. There are just... Oatmeal cookies, and then there's just chocolate chip cookies. And then there are the most amazing, delicious cookies I've ever had that you make that are oatmeal chocolate chip cookies, also known as bush cookies. How's that? Okay, fine. Okay. I agree with Mike. That's something we should have discussed before our- The marriage. The marriage. Anyway. All right. And then, Roxy, let's round this cookie talk up with a text I got from Cool Aunt Claire. Yeah. She says, raisins are evil in every way. And I'm a little concerned that there is no distinction being made between toasting and grilling. I will just leave it at that and let the other listeners hash it out. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, thanks for that, Claire. That's just going to open a whole new, what is it? Toasting and grilling. Huh. There's a difference? Yes. I'm assuming that'll have to do with the grilled cheese or the people that toast the bread for the peanut butter and jelly and all that stuff. So let's go there next. Okay. You heard, we heard from Mary Faye. We did. This is a little. We did. This could be incredible or upsetting. We're Mary, not sure yet. Right. Mary Faye says, best PB sandwich is PB, honey, and bacon. Don't knock it until you try it. I'm sorry, what? Peanut butter, honey, and bacon. And then she goes on to say, my mom put butter on the bread when making a PB and honey sandwich for me when I was little. Okay. And then she did follow it up later with, mix the peanut butter and honey together before spreading it on the bread. Then place four slices of cooked bacon. I'm glad she clarified that it's cooked bacon <laughs> on one side and place the other piece of bread on top. Yum. Maybe. Now, look, I'm a big fan of putting bacon on anything to enjoy it, but I'm not sure about this one. Well, here's the thing. As soon as she said mix the honey with the peanut butter before you spread it on, that in my mind makes a lot of sense. Okay, fair enough. And I'm, I am a big don't knock it till you try it kind of guy, but... 
don't it know. might be a while before you try it's that a lot one. of calories <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say and then let's finish it up with todd decay who still hasn't come on to meet the littles just we're saying. super chill i mean we're coming up to our 100th <laughs> episode todd and he writes in this is for you roxy one one to two teaspoons per serving is a joke. If the amount you use would break a plastic knife, that's enough PB. <laughs> and I agree 100%. There is definitely a consistency thing with how much the ratio of peanut butter to jelly or right. peanut butter oh, to fluff yeah. butter, which we haven't even brought up to the table yet. But I'm just going to leave that out there. Then he wrote, B, grandma put butter on both sides of Wonder Bread, then creamy peanut butter on one side and jelly on the other. And then he wrote, seven... Okay. I don't understand that. No okay. mention about putting chips in the sandwich. The sandwich? The sandwich. Sammy? Yeah. Okay, but I think we're going a little bit too far with this whole 1B7. Oh, I don't. I that, love it. Keep it coming, Little. That makes Keep it coming. zero sense. Keep it coming. We're going to let Roxy recover from all that, and we're going to get out of here because we have a great Meet the Littles guest. I'm not going to say his name. It's, it's a big secret. But I will say this. Now, a couple was it last episode or a couple episodes? We had some big-time hockey talk. Yeah. Okay. Well, Littles, we have something coming up. We have some sport talk like none other that we've never, ever even brought up on the Loyal Littles podcast. So you're not going to want to miss this. Come on back because it's now time to... Meet the Littles. You're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast and the WTSC podcast network. La cheeserie. being played in this episode by a band called 15th Bend, and this song is called Reflect. Now, they write in and say, just a bit about me, I'm a 37-year-old new musician from Canada who started learning the guitar in March 2020 thanks to the lockdown, with zero musical background except listening to classic rock for the last 22 years. This year, I started learning about DAWs and making beats and other parts of music creation to create my original music. I typically make electronic music fused with guitar licks and solos, but I wanted to do something different and hence made this rockish song with an explosive outro solo. The vocals on the song aren't mine, rather royalty copyright free samples, which I got from Splice. Now, if you like what you hear, you can reach 15th Bend on many different platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Apple Music. Just head on over to those and search 15th Bend. That's 1-5-T-H-B-E-N-D. Or just simply drop them an email at 15thbend at gmail.com. And as always, we'll play the full song, Reflect, at the end of the podcast. All right, 
all you loyal Littles, it's now time to meet the Littles. And Roxy, we have a real fun one for you today. Please welcome to the podcast, Marty Marr. Hey, Marty, how's it going? Another fabulous semi-post-pandemic day. (laughs) (laughs) Semi-post, I like that. There's a reason why we used a nickname, because, say it, Roxy? Koenigsberg. Koenigsberg is his last name, and we didn't want me to even attempt it, because as we know on the Loyal Littles podcast, Chuck is not good with that kind of stuff. He's not good with names. Not good with names. I try. I got Ashton. I just didn't get his last name. So um, (laughs) anyway, Martin. Koenigsberg. Koenigsberg. Welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you here. And Great I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you told me about your nickname because now it's it, now you said it's capital M A R capital T, right? Correct. All right. Capital M A R. Marty Mar. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Now you said it's like a rapper's name, but that's yes. Cool. We were. It was one of those late nights around a dab situation, and we were <laughs> coming up with names for who we were, and I was MC Marty Mar. Oh, and nice. All my friends immediately, or not all my friends, but it was a, a, a subset of my friends immediately loved that. And there's a couple of them, don't call me anything else. <laughs> right. And as Roxy says, just don't call me late for dinner. Yep. Um, Correct. So, okay, now let's go into, because we were off air, we were getting to know each other a little bit, and you told us this great story about how I was going to make the attempt, Littles. I was going to say the last name, because I, I'll be honest, I thought it was Coingsburg. Because that's kind of how it's spelled, right? Would you say that's correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but you explain. Go into that story again about how, why you pronounce it the way you do. Well, my father grew up a nice Jewish boy in Brooklyn. Two streets over was, well, the whole variety of household names were all growing up in the same neighborhood. But he was little Marty Koenigsberg. Oh. And he was fine with that. And everybody, oh, sorry, he was little Ernie Koenigsberg. When he met my mother, she was English and liked proper things. She was a woman who said, Papa, potatoes, prunes, and prisms. <laughs> and so he became Professor Doctor, Herr Professor Doctor, Ernest, always, never Ernie. Though, of course, his old friends called him Ernie all the time. Sure. And he became Koenigsberg, Herr Professor Doctor. Ernest Koenigsberg, which rolls off the tongue and looks great on a CV, but all his old New York, Brooklyn buddies call him Ernie, so or nice. called him Ernie. He has passed. Oh, okay. He passed in 2009. Oh. I will say the relation to the show is that TK is now my older Jewish man spouting truisms <laughs> and giving advice. The only difference being that my father was a actual physicist, rocket scientist, business professor, polymath. And so he knew what was going on with the moon, (laughs) that chimps did not grow up. So that part, the crazy stuff that TK believes, I can smile at that. But when TK really gets some real truism, like, on the PTI 20 show, when he just boiled it down to black guy, white guy, they love each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was, you couldn't get pithier and better than that. And my dad was like that. Yeah. So that I started listening to the show maybe 2005. But in 2009, when my father passed, then Tony took on a different role. I mean, not we're actually closer in age so that it's not. He's not a father, but it's like he's, he's like the crazy uncle. Sure. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah, Uncle Tony. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's go back real quick, though. Let's take a second to meet you. 
And now I'm guessing you grew up in Brooklyn too. That's where you grew no, up. No, no, oh. no. I grew up in San Francisco. Oh. Where the women are strong and the men are pretty. <laughs> and I was born there in the early 60s, grew up in the 60s. So when you're six years old, the summer of love is a different kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just lots of weird people in town everywhere you go and all the parks are full of people. And I grew up in an area, Pacific Heights is very kind of upper middle class area, but we were not quite up with the neighborhood. We bought the worst house in the neighborhood kind of thing. Yeah. And went to uh, prep school in, well, went to school in Marin County. So that was during the whole divorce thing. So there was a one point I was in a class of what it was, it was like 65 kids and there were only two kids whose parents were still together. Oh. I mean, because it was the 70s and it was Marin County. It was the home of that. Oh, and man. then I went to, uh, my dad was a professor at Berkeley. I went to Berkeley to go to school, not because he was there, but it was sort of the best choice that I had. Mm -hmm. Went to Cal, then went to live in Los Angeles for 20 odd years, met a delightful woman there, married, had a couple of kids who are now ones in college and ones out in the world working and moved to Boulder in 2011 so my ex-wife could go to school to be a speech language therapist. And I've lived in Boulder because my kids lived here. And for work, I represent a company overseas that does architectural drawings for American architects. And I read a lot of history books. So I've been the guy posting on various chatter-related sites when I reach various reading milestones. Ah, so I've, I've just you. posted my 56th review of the book review of the year. Oh, wow. Cool. Okay, that's it. Well, let's go back. So now, did you go to school for architecture or did you study? No, else? I have a uh, degree in African history, which oh. ordinarily there wouldn't be any connection. It so happened when I started to get into outsourced drafting, I was representing companies in South Asia. Mm. And my understanding of colonial South Asian relationship was very useful because I knew a lot more things about the culture than many of the other salespeople did. And so I got involved in it, got pretty good at it. But then, of course, when the economy collapsed or in a particularly construction collapsed in 2008, I got out of the business. And actually, when I came to Colorado, I worked in the cannabis business for the first five years I was here. Mm -hmm. And then some friends of mine who were running this company that I work for now, it's called Link Studios, got in touch with me and wanted me to come back. And it was a job I loved because I liked I love architects that they're interesting people and um, they're good to work with. And oh. so I came back to working in that. Now, I know you said you haven't listened to many episodes of our podcast, but we're going to have to highly recommend you go back and look up Shad and DC's episode. I have appeared on a class of Shad's. Oh, of course. That's um, perfect. Talking that's about my cannabis get. experience. Okay. And so, yeah, we've definitely, well, we haven't met in the proper cannabis circumstances yet. <laughs> we're hoping that's off in the future. But, but you've connected. Um, and I'll probably have to drive out from Colorado instead of fly. But we've definitely cooperated and we have some very similar ideas about the cannabis business sure. and how that works. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm still looking to invest in that business in part because I actually know, I can tell the difference between people who know what they're doing and people who don't, mm -hmm. but it really is a business in which you want to be an ownership. Right. 
Yeah. This it's is... one of those businesses where it can easily be, uh, you know, how do you make a small fortune in X business? Start with a large one, you know? Right. But there are, what I would definitely suggest to people, if you can find a non-illegal thing mm -hmm. that you can sell to the cannabis business, for instance, packaging of some kind. Right. That's the area to be in. And I, I feel like I'm whispering plastics as we sit around the pool in <laughs> Southern California. But that's a reference to a really old movie, kids. Um, <laughs> Look it up, kids. But it is that way. Like if, if you can find two or three dispensaries and sell, make them T-shirts, mm -hmm. now you're cooking with gas because mm -hmm. you have no risk. Yeah. And stoners love t-shirts you know that, that have a big picture of a bud on the front and the name of the dispensary on the back yeah right so. that's true yeah i like i said well it sounds like you guys connected so that was great because shad went into all his teaching his classes yeah. and stuff and it was really cool to hear how it all got started and all that stuff so yeah but glad that you guys no, he's got a great connected. guy yeah yeah no that was a, that was a great interview and things i didn't even think were out there mm -hmm. you know and it was just great to hear all of that now, you started going into it a little bit. Now, we also know you're a big PTI fan. When did you find Tony? When did you start listening to him? Um, I've been thinking about this because, like I said, really changed in 2009 when my father passed. But I've probably, when did they, they've never actually had a hookup with News Station 8, or was that like the first year or something? Oh, News Channel was, 8? No, that's not even a thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's, it, it, the, it's the things that are bits. Like, right. For instance, the whole, because my mother is English, the whole Nigel thing for, I was probably pissed off about it <laughs> for the first four or five years. Wow. Now I've met him, you know, I right. mean, like, there were some things about the accent that were, that are dodgy. I mean, totally dodgy. <laughs> right. He's not very good at it. But whereas some of us, on a quite a lot better at it. Oh, a lot better. worked a lot harder. Oh, yeah. Understanding the culture that's behind it, you know? <laughs> so, but like, there were some things where he didn't know just some very basic yeah. stuff about <laughs> where stuff is in London. It was kind of like, dude, really? Yeah. And then, as, then I realized that, of course, it was a bit. And, right. and, but I would say sometime, just about when it started being a podcast that so, you could get on ESPN. Oh, the P PTI podcast. Right. Okay. And so I still occasionally listen to PTI after seeing it. Not always seeing it twice. And definitely if I've missed it, if I've been out for the day doing yeah. something. Yeah, because um, you brought that up because it airs at 3.30 your time. That's so weird. I, and that always happens to me when I'm on tour. I have to make sure I know what time zone I'm in so I don't miss it. And of course, right. nowadays. Well, I mean, you know, on the West different. Coast, it's 2.30 in yeah. the afternoon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. That makes you understand why on, on ESPN News, they'll run it two hours later. Sure. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's, it's weird because they don't, do the other show as that's the run up and they, the they use Jalen and Jacoby as the first show. Oh, uh, you mean instead like, of Around the Horn? Yeah, it's it's just a little it's a little bit jarring for those of us who like a nice <laughs> like that watch know. both, right? Yeah. 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 And the, the, of course the worst is when the script across the bottom of the TV tells me that PTI is on but they've put on softball or right, oh, right. The, the the kids you, you Literally work, World or, Series. Worst yeah. of all, it's some kind of golf. Right. Which, um, <laughs> so I have a lot of friends who love golf, but I do understand the people who are a little bit like, oh, it's getting a little too golfy right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, we try to keep it to a minimum here as well. But yes. well, listen, Martin, we already need to take a break. You can stick around though, right? Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we've got lots more to get into. So, Littles will be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Michelle from Houston. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. We are meeting the Littles right now. We have Martin K with us, Marty <laughs> Marr. Chicken. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so listen, we were into... PTI, and it was amazing to me. You, you were saying sometimes you watch it twice a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, listen yep. to and it. And listen to it. So that's amazing. I mean, I do the same thing. I'm guilty sometimes. Here's the thing. If you're going to listen to it, I've realized you also have to, it's kind of hard to listen when they do segments where they say, oh, which catch is better, right. this catch or that catch. Exactly. And when you're watching it, you actually see the two catches that oh, they're referring yeah. to. So it's good that you listen and then you watch. So then yeah. you really know what's going on. Well, I'm used to that because I also, I, I listen to the ESPN soccer, ESPN FC and there's a lot of that. They'll suddenly go, you know, this gold by so-and-so. I'm like, I don't know what's going <laughs> yeah, right. on. But the podcasting, I became like super dependent on them mm-hmm. because I had difficulty sleeping. Uh, and so, you know, podcasts, you can, you've got people chatting in the background and you yeah, can. could be soothing. Can, yeah. You can either fully pay attention to it or you can kind of like kind of phase out. Right. And so I used it a lot. I mean sounds bad, but I used it a lot basically to get to sleep. A lot of people say Wilbon's voice just puts you to sleep. So we tell you. Yes. No, no. Uh. <laughs> All right. So now real quick, we didn't do this in the first half. Where's your sports fandom lie? Now you're a West Coast, but you're living in the Midwest yeah, now. Uh, it kind of a weird deal. Grew up in San Francisco. So you're basic, not a real baseball fan. I really only really care in the playoffs because all of a sudden it actually matters. Whereas 162 games one game or another it's hard to see them really focus but football i grew up a raider fan because mm-hmm. it was san francisco and in the bay area you can be both it sounds odd but it is totally allowed and then when i went to college is when the niners became amazingly good yeah. so i'm a niner fan and I was already a Niner fan because you could be both. And but when, you know, John Brody was the greatest quarterback they had ever had. Right. So then when Joe Montana and Steve Young came along, it was like, OK, I, I can do this. Jolton, Joe um, Montana. <laughs> but not really don't really do hockey. Basketball grew up really young warriors. But okay. then they became they were so poorly run in mm. the late 70s. And I was babysitting. You guys probably don't remember this, but basketball was not live on CBS. It was, they did it tape delayed. So after the nightly news at 11, at 1130, the night's basketball games would come on and I would be babysitting till two or three in the morning. So I, I just fell in love with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, growing up, I was always the biggest kid in my class and it was, Mm -hmm. he was this big geeky guy and he was just an artist. You know, he was at the Lakers. So then I and then magic showed up and then I moved to L.A. So, you know, I was a Laker fan. And then when I moved here, if you live in Colorado, you it's just life is easier if the Broncos are decent. Um, So you follow (laughs) them and then it's hard to resist the Nuggets. They have a name that is great if you're a stoner. 
and they have this this Djokovic guy who's just so much fun to watch. Yeah. So I'm not a like diehard fan of theirs, but it's always fun to watch a Nugget game. When we moved here, the Buffaloes had just joined the Pac-12, and so when we first moved here, we got tickets so that we could see Cal come to play the Buffs. Nice. And that was the first game of the season, and then I've had buff season tickets ever ever since even though they're not very good but and my seats aren't very good but it's just a fun thing 12 times a year you go and have a big party with a whole bunch of friends in a in a stadium and of course we didn't get to do that for a year and a half so buff games are really fun now because there's two years of kids who really want to get the the whole experience they can out of football sure so that's kind of fun I don't have a full set of basketball tickets, but that's a really, the Colorado Buff basketball is really fun. It's the Coors Center, and it, it's mm-hmm. one of those kind of pits. Mm-hmm. It's on the top of the hill, and they dug the Virginia. floor. It's kind of at the bottom of the hill, and, and uh, it's just a fun environment. And my tickets are right by the uh, the student band. Oh, which, cool. I mean, some people find annoying, but I you can't get more spirit than that. The oh, drummer's yeah. like... 20 feet away. So don't call me during a buff football <laughs> game, a basketball game because th- that won't be a good connection, but it's so much fun and they're going to be good this year. So okay. that's yeah. always fun too. Oh, and then I got to say my daughter played ultimate Frisbee. And I, when I say played ultimate Frisbee, she's going to be playing for the national championship in December for Puget Sound as an alumni because they're doing a special thing where alumni can play because of the pandemic. And so I'm a big fan of Ultimate Frisbee. Wait, and, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, that's sorry. cool. Hold on, hold on a second. Ulti- what's she playing for? The national champion, the Division Three national championship. She went to a school called Puget Sound, which is in yeah. Tacoma, Washington. I, I, yeah, and I've heard of that. She played for the Natty three years in a row, freshman, sophomore, junior. But, but I'm sorry, I'm confused. And, There's like colleges compete against each other in Ultimate Frisbee. Yep. That's it cool. changed. When I was a what? kid in the 80s, Ultimate Frisbee was still being kind of formed. Mm-hmm. So I remember playing it with 15 people aside. I remember playing it with nine people aside. They've got it down. There's, I believe it's seven people aside. They've codified the rules quite a bit. And the best part about it is it's self-adjudicated. So you and the other person, you think you've made the catch. They don't think you did. You have to have a conversation where you decide whether you did or not. Oh. And then the game moves on. It only has referees at the very highest level. And even then they're called observers. <laughs> so it's funny that we're talking, we're, we're fans of a show that's about pro and college sports, which is essentially professional sports. But at the real level where sport is really being played, you know, basically kids the going to the pros is not the important part at all it's teamwork it's learning to work together Mm -hmm. and and particularly it's learning to work out problems with your peers and this game has forced peers to do it and it's truly amazing and that is a skill that you can use for the rest of your life i mean you know you might walk off the field and suddenly i mean right now you can get in a mass dispute and here you are in the, the sport gives you a way of de-escalating and adjudicating just between two people without a gust body ruling over them. And it's just really cool. So yeah. I just got to get a cheer in for collegiate ultimate Frisbee. It's 
it's just a great thing. And if your kid is getting involved in ultimate frisbee, that's not a cover word for drugs. It's, it's a really good sport. <laughs> Although, frankly, I mean, uh, all the kids who do it, you, you, yeah, you shouldn't was, be shocked if they're smoking say, a hooter after the game. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm not buying that personally, but you have to promise me if they do well or whatever, you just have to, this has to be an email to Tony. It has to be. Like, at some point, they have to be, like, the official Ultimate Frisbee team of the Tony Kornheiser um, show. That might be my first uh, email to Tony. She's played in the Final Four four years in a row. And so, yeah, it, it was just so great. She she played high school basketball at the one of the two high schools in Boulder. And it was one of those things where every year... At the end of the year, she was best player on the freshman team, the best player on the sophomore team, the best player on the JV. And then she rode the pine on the varsity. And at the whole time, we were like, couldn't you just put her on the varsity? And even if she didn't play, at least she'd be practicing with people. She'd be getting better. Right. And it was just really great. This Frisbee team, when my daughter tried out for it. And they were like, oh, my God, here's this girl who's almost six foot tall and really athletic. And she's doing all kinds of great stuff. Let's bet on the over. You know, as a parent, that's what you want to see. You want to see your kid's best opportunity to grow. Sure. And so it was, it was just a great experience. And I flew around the country going to games, cause going to tournaments and stuff like that, because it was just really cool. Well, that's, wow. in, that's incredible. That's, That's so my proud dad little rant. Yeah. By the way, just for any listeners who don't have any idea what's going on, it's basically football with a Frisbee. So it has end zones. The field dimensions are a little bit different, but it's end zones. And if the Frisbee touches the ground, touches yeah. the ground it's a turnover. Right. Mm. So it combines. There's a position that's very like a point guard that are called handlers. And then the people who receive the passes who would be receivers, but they're called cutters mm -hmm. and it functions just like football but like flag football because it's not a collision sport right. but it is a contact sport sure. right right that's great love hearing great about stuff that. so unfortunately though we're almost out of time here now on the loyal littles podcast we pride ourselves in the fun dumb questions now i don't even think you really know about these but hopefully it's okay if we ask you a few of those go ahead make my day <laughs> uh what oh, we intend to oh. <laughs> i hope so <laughs> what do you think is the greatest invention of all time the greatest invention, uh, I'm going to go with fire. Okay. okay. Very, very good choice. It's, it's basic, but, you know. That's all right. It's necessary. I like a steak. What yeah. can I say? Yeah. <laughs> Survivor fans would agree with you for sure. Yes. Uh, yes. What is a special hidden talent that you have that no one else knows about? Uh, my kind of weird talent is I'm, I'm not that talented at it, is I paint wargaming miniatures. So... They're like 15 millimeters tall for a human, oh. so they're kind of small, but I have thousands of them that I have painted and a few, probably a thousand that I hope to paint. Oh, wow. Um, but it's, you know, it's kind of weird. The wargaming part of it is kind of a sausage fest, and I, I'm not that into that, but the reading about the history of the various contests or the accoutrements or the gear that people wore is very interesting to me. When I can, I sit down and paint some little dudes. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay. If you could have dinner with anyone from history, who would it be? Well, the short answer would be my parents because mm -hmm. they yeah. saw a lot of history and I, but that's kind of cheating. So I God, uh, anyone from history, <sighs> if I could have a Greek interpreter with me and I have the dude in mind is a friend of mine who lives in 
near Athens, I'd love to sit down with Alexander the Great mm. and really cool. try and understand what was motivating him. Because, yeah. I mean, totally amazing. The whole Hellenistic world just amazes me. Cool. All right. And last one. If you could eat only three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I grew up in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk sushi. We're going to talk Chinese food. Or can I, does it have to be a a single item of Chinese food? Oh, no, that's okay. I don't think so. No. Uh, so it would be Chinese food. And remember the great line from my favorite year, Jews know two things, <laughs> suffering and where to find Chinese food. Yeah. <laughs> and then the third would be steak. Oh. I eat uh. Uh, steak and asparagus once every week. Yeah. You know, we kind of do that too. Almost every week. Almost. Maybe every other week on average, but. It's pretty close, yeah. There's nothing like a good steak. It's kind of proof that you're an American. (laughs) (laughs) Although, I will tell you, I went to my father, my uncle was in um, Europe in the war. And so I have a cousin who is a Belgian. And when we were in uh, Leuven, he took us to a place in I think the Belgians and the Dutch might have invented steak because then I went, we went back to Amsterdam. And if you're in, when you're in Amsterdam, they really put out a really nice steak. So it's it's one of those things. I think our American steak fondness is a mixture of our Dutchness and our Britishness. Okay. Both those cultures, which I'm connected to, they all liked steak. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Of course, what's not to like? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well, Martin, thank you so much for coming on and taking the time to meet the Littles. This has been such a great time. Thanks so much. Now, is there anything we can plug for you or anything? How can we get in touch with you? Are you on Twitter and all that? I am on Twitter. I'm. It's just my name, Martin Koenigsberg. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I post books that I'm reading. I post books that I've read. I've just posted my 56th review of the year. I've reviewed as many as 120. 21 books in a year and they're usually on history and so that people want to check that out they're definitely welcome to do that every now and then i i jump into chatter on books and post like a milestone when, yeah. I, when I hit 100 or 50 cool. or something and where can we do that is that where's that connected to yeah. your facebook or it's on my twitter oh okay i post every couple of days i'll post a new review or a book that i found in a secondhand store or thrift store that's cool and about history mm-hmm. or uh, sometimes there are pictures of miniatures and every now and then there's a cool picture of just how beautiful boulder is oh that's great oh and then i'm on goodreads as well oh okay just martin Kernigsberg. really easy to find me all Except, right of course that my name is kind of a big k and a big <laughs> bunch of letters well we'll make sure Kernigsberg. We, we'll make sure we spell it right in the show i got it <laughs> Kernigsberg. Yeah, no worries. we're gonna just keep saying yeah. that now so you guys uh, are good at it. Right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> like we've been practicing all day. Don't, yeah. don't, don't yes. think we haven't been. All right. Thanks so much, Martin. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Be well and safe. All you right. take care. All right, all you loyal littles. We'll be right back. This is Sully from Boston. One, here comes the Friday Five. B, now we never have to hear the Sam Adams of Jiggles again. You're welcome. Wait, what? That is false. That what? That that's just so wrong on so many levels. That is false. This is the greatest jingle. Sully. I mean, 
Roxy thinks we're adorable. That's all that matters. We are. To me. We're adorable. We're adorable. So anyway, I guess we won't be singing our Friday Five jingle. Not this week. I mean, but it's coming back. The thing I don't understand is, yes, I'll agree. It is the Bud Light of jingles, but not Sam Adams. I mean, no. is it really that bad? Uh-uh. Like, come on. Uh-uh. You know how much time? I put like five minutes into that thing. Come on. <laughs> anyway, we are def- We're going to start our Friday Five. So quick shout out to Steve Osbolt for this week's Friday Five. A little different. Yeah. Kind of fun? Yeah. All right. But first, we have another email. <laughs> so many emails, and I love it. Thank you all for writing in. It's been amazing. The first 100 episodes, we're looking forward to the next 100. But Mo Werner writes in, and he says, yes, TK did, in fact, discuss dressing up and pantomiming the lollipop song at Camp Kiyuma. I think I said that right. I'm sure I'll get corrected. On multiple podcasts. And I believe there is photographic evidence that was shared on News Channel 8. There was even a TK jingle written about it, Hamilton. Now, this is crazy, and we want to make sure we give full credit. This is by Luke Overbay, Jason Fuse, Robert Berg, Jason Fitzpatrick, and KJ Onstead, I believe, are the ones that wrote that, put that all Mm. together. Now, that's, I've said numerous times, that's my favorite jingle, so I had to go back and listen to this. He just said, I never made the connection that it was the lollipop song that you sing for your Friday Five jingle until Ed mentioned it. And yes... (laughs) It does count as a jingle in my book. So we got that going for awesome. us. Awesome. All right. P.S. While I loved hearing Craig Rose share his love of Lego and all the sets he has, I cringed every time he said Porsche. It is a German name, and the E at the end is not silent. It is pronounced Porsche. Information right. for life. So, Ed, you're off the hook. Ed, you're not, you're not losing it, Ed. This is great news. So... <laughs> Because he was commenting on how old he is and he thought maybe I just made that up or he was delusional or something like that. You're not. We got that going for us. So thank you, Mo, for writing in. Let's get to our Friday Five. Roxy, what's the first one? All right. First one. Top five fries. Yeah. F-R-Y-S. Okay. These were a little tricky. I'm just going to say. I don't have five for everything. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't either. And we Sorry, probably Steve. have similar ones, but I said stir fry and fish fry. Ooh, close. We could have turned this into a game. Ooh. We could have turned this into like the, like dating, the newlywed game. The newlywed game. game. <laughs> All right. I had stir fry. Okay. And french fry. Ah. What yep. was your other one? Fish fry. Uh, see, I'm not a big fish person. Yeah, but fried fish you're fine with. Yes. Well, you could fry <laughs> anything. You could fry a piece of poop and I'd probably eat it. Gross. I've said that many times. That's coming up later, actually. Mm-hmm. Not the poop. But anyway, go. The second one. The second one is top five days. We probably have some similar ones to this. I don't think so. Well, because well we better. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Let me, let me start this over. Wedding day, first thing that came to mind. Yes. Okay. All right. What do you got, Roxy? I have wedding day, proposal day, Christmas day, <laughs> Thanksgiving day, and the day I got my dream job. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Now, I didn't want to go into, I mean, yeah, I could say Friday, Tuesday, Christmas day. I don't know. I mean, wedding day came right to the front. Yeah. That was that was right <laughs> in my mind. That was the first thing. I Before I finished reading the question, that's the one that came to mind. Aww. But then day game is the one that really popped in my head they don't do that anymore i Mm -hmm. love day games they don't do that anymore yeah i I, I hate that because i feel like more kids would get to go to games especially like in the playoffs i get that it's all about money it's all about ratings and more people can watch the game on tv at eight o'clock at night but actually i think it should be earlier because you know kids needing to go to bed but anyway sounding like i'm 80 all right what's the next one the next one is top five athletes who wore number five well i only have one 
And you kind of helped me out with this. I mean, I've, I'll be honest. I had to cheat on this one because mm-hmm. I only could think of Morton Anderson, which I've said many times. That's how I became a Saints fan. Yeah. He's one of the only kickers in the Hall of Fame. Yep. And he was my guy. And that's why I became a Saints fan because mm-hmm. he kicked for the Aints, as they right. were called back then. I'll let you go first, though, because I then had to kind of Google because I, I couldn't think of many more. I yeah. Mean, except the, well, I Googled because okay. I don't know any of them. So, but I, I learned Noma Garciaparra. Mm-hmm. Nomar, um, he wore number five. And I, this was before I really started paying attention to the Red Sox, but I knew his name. I knew who he was. Oh, sure. Obviously, who doesn't? And then my other ones were Brooks Robinson, George Brett, Johnny Bench, Mm -hmm. Joey D, of course, but those were just, they're not my favorites. Joey D as in Dalton Joe DiMaggio. Yes, I believe so. That's a song. I know it's a song. Okay. When we did I did not sing it right, but. When I did the tour of Damn Yankees, that used to play. Pre-show. <laughs> oh, cute. So we'd be sitting there in the pit listening to that, that. every time. It was mm-hmm. great. All right. What's next? Top five fried foods. Should we... You want to play the game on this one? Yeah. All right. Do you have five? Yes. Okay. I'm going to go french fries. I have that. Onion rings? I don't have that. Oh. I do like onion rings, but I, I, on picked some, I picked some better ones. On the second one, we lost on the second one. Yeah, it's okay. All right, we've only been... Well, we lost on the first five one. Months. It's French only been five fries months. wasn't my first choice. Well, no, I know, but we were just saying I had to match the list. Right, 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 right. We got one. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. All right, I'll try it. Let's keep going. This one, I, I'm wondering if you remember sweet potato fries? You know, I almost put that, but oh. then I thought of something else that I thought was better. Roxy, we're <laughs> terrible at this. We're ter- Maybe you should be guessing what's on my list. Let's yeah. try that. Let's start. No. Let's, uh, let's do this again. Okay. So we have French fries. Yeah, we right. have French fries. Um, fried mac and cheese. No. <laughs> don't no, worry. I'm a not, good one though, right? Uh, I don't have that. We're, we're done with the soundbite littles. Don't worry. I'm not going to throw that in every time Roxy and I can't match. We've only been married five months though. So yeah, we're cut still us some learning slack. each other. So that's a good one though. I will say, because I love fried mac and cheese balls from uh-huh. uh, Cheesecake, Cheesecake Factory. Factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But I can't, are you impressed that I thought of sweet potato fries for I'm you? I'm very impressed. That's a thing. We can't order those together. I'm not into that at all. Yeah. I don't like sweet potato fries. So she'll have to, you know, because a lot of times we'll order fries and share them. Mm-hmm. That's the time we don't do that. Right. That's the time. <laughs> okay. What else did you have? Just read okay, them Okay. My top fried dough. Hello. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I've been, I've been waiting to say that for a while. Tater tots. Well, Which I guess are like fries. kind of French yeah. fry but well, you had French fries and sweet potato fries. That's true. All right, go ahead. Fair enough. Um, and then my fifth one was fried ice cream. Oh my God. You win. You win. <laughs> I did not even think of that. And that's like one of my all time favorite things. Yeah. There were a couple others that I thought of, but those were the five. I okay. I was boring. I did fried chicken. Okay. And then I, I think I ended it with fried clams, believe it or not. Ew. That, well, because I wanted to punctuate the fact that you could fry anything and I'd eat it because I do not eat seafood, but no. fried clams for some reason, no problem. Gross. Yeah, it is gross. Fried ice cream. Yeah. Uh, I also had um, fried, deep fried Oreos. Oh. Uh, Those are really good you too. You know, I don't know how I feel about all that stuff about going to the fairs now and you can yeah. deep fried. Don't they fry butter? I think they fry butter now. It's <laughs> Why? Disgust- I, I just can't even imagine. <laughs> well, they fry everything. Yeah. They fry Oreos for Pete's yeah. sake. Yeah, so that's why wouldn't true. they? F- yeah. Anyway, let's get to the next one. Okay. The last one. Oh, this is the last one? Cool. Top five favorite obscure songs. I can only think of one. And what? The Littles probably know what it is. Roxy, I feel like the Littles are counting on us to expand their horizons on this one. I mean, we're in the freaking business here. Oh, I guess Broadway show tunes. Of course. It's a song. 
That's what, I'm all of mine are show tunes. I failed this assignment. I almost well <laughs> keeping it with the flavor of the Friday Five. I almost wanted to throw one on there from Grandmaster Melly Mel and the Furious Five, five. but I didn't. What do you got? What, what was your one? My one is. It's called Percolator Twist by Billy Joe and the Checkmates. It has no lyrics. I've never heard of that. It is. So I hear this song and I just start dancing in my seat. My shoulders are bopping up and down. And it's like, it's so cute. I love it. I almost walked down the aisle to this song. Really? So Littles, go check it out if you don't know what I'm talking about. And imagine me in a wedding dress walking down the aisle to Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I had, I had more than five. I, I just kind of picked, well, uh, there was one show in particular I went all out on, so I'm going to put that in one group, but it's, yeah. so it comes out to more than five. Anyway, I'm going to start with Sala Salu from oh, Susical the yeah. Musical. I love Susical. I love that show. It's really cute. Kind of flopped. It only ran like six to nine months on Broadway, I believe, yeah. but I think there were other issues with it. I don't believe it was the writing. No, um, I thought it was It's all based on Dr. Seuss. Yeah, I think it's great. I do not like green eggs and ham. Yeah. I do not like them, Sam, I am. Exactly. All right, then we have Lily's Eyes from Secret Garden. Okay. Love that show. Mm-hmm. Cannot believe it hasn't been revived yet. Then I have No More from Into the Woods. Okay. Now, some littles might know that one because they... Maybe uh, saw the movie. They made the movie. Uh, I hate when they do that. <laughs> but yeah, so they might know that song. And it's just because of who's singing it in the movie. I don't like... I mean, go listen to the original Broadway cast, Chip Zine. Yeah. Just, Beautiful job. And then we're going to get to a show called Closer Than Ever. Now, it's a, it was a music review that played off-Broadway here in the city. Mm-hmm. It's a double-disc album. Some really great songs came from it. Uh, a couple I did. I did three of these in my senior recital in college. One was called If I Sing. Uh, another one. Uh, now, I didn't do all these for Next Time I Wouldn't Go Back. Mm-hmm. Now, that one was such a hit at my senior recital, the president of the college asked us to sing it at baccalaureate. Wow. That was kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Just because of the words. The lyrics are so brilliant. It's, it's a show by Multiple and Shire. And Life Story is another really great song. Okay. Then there's another one. And now you, I need your little help. David Shire wrote this for his, it's called Another Wedding Song. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was written for his second wife, who is, uh, Littles, help us out. She played Frenchie in, in Greece. Oh. What is her name? Didi Khan? Yes, yes. Didi Khan. Thank you, Roxy. All right, Littles, stop writing in. So yes, so David Shire ma- remarried. They both were remarried. Mm-hmm. It was their second wedding. Mm-hmm. And so he came up with this idea. I, I think he wrote it for her for their wedding. Aww. And it was called Another Wedding Song. And the lyrics are very cute. But they, it was so good and such a hit that they threw it into this music review and mm-hmm. it became even more popular. Mm-hmm. So it's really cute. So check that show out. It's called Closer Than Ever. Uh, you probably won't get to see it anywhere because it's hardly ever done. It's a four person. It's two guys, two women mm-hmm. uh, review. Yep. And it's a really good show. So anyway, that's those are my five. I just thought of a, another one. Sure. Based on something similar to what you just said. Grandmaster Melly Mel and the Furious Five. <laughs> Beat no. Street. No. There's a song. It's not quite finished yet, though. But maybe in about a little less than a year it will Come be. Come on now. Uh, Chuck wrote a song and he said it he well recited we, the lyrics that was one our, of our things we decided to do our vow part of our um, vows was lyrics lyrics of a song that meant something to us like related to our relationship and i decided to pick uh i only have eyes for you and you surprised me and recited the lyrics to your song it's called a promise is a promise yes and it was perfect 
And hopefully it'll be finished maybe within the next year. <laughs> she wants me to now write this, complete the song for our wedding celebration. One it's going to be our one year anniversary, anniversary. Yeah. slash real wedding reception. I mean, no pressure. You've also got our five year and our 10 year. Yeah, maybe 50th. I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, uh, you ain't going to be around for our 50th. Uh, no, <laughs> don't say that. Come on. Anyway. All right, Roxy, let's get out of here because we have to prepare for our big 100th episode. We are so excited about this. Some really great surprises, some really great interviews, mm-hmm. some really great meeting people. We're just going to say it like that. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to head on over to iTunes and Apple Music and give us a nice rate and review over there. Lots of people are doing that. and It's really great. We really appreciate it. And it really does help us. So thank you. And most importantly, thank you, Martin Kernigsberg, for coming on and being our Meet the Littles guest this episode. And thank you, Patrick Smith, Michelle Pendleton, and Sully from Bot. Well, are we really thanking Sully? Ugh. I guess. There was some effort put in there for our podcast. Ugh. But I mean, it was kind of mean. But we love him. And I, we think he loves us. Ugh. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Roxy. And real quick, before we head out, we wanted to end with a tiny little suggestion. We haven't done that in a while. And that's it's all thanks to Eric Lonergan. He came up with that name, right? Mm-hmm. Tiny little suggestion. It is. Head on over to Tony Beeson's Facebook page. I think that's where you can find it. Maybe it was a Twitter page. And he did this really fun video. That's all I'm going to say. And it was, he might be singing a duet with Babs, Barbara Streisand. What? And it's, yeah, it's all Barbara Streisand and Marvin Hamlish. It's a real fun video. Check that out. It was really funny. I really enjoyed that. So thank you, Tony Beeson, for that. That's our tiny little suggestion for this week. And don't forget, no Tuesday show next week because of the big show. So we'll all enjoy that. And then we will have for you our 100th Loyal Littles podcast episode, also known as the LLP. Oh, and speaking of the big show, and because I never get to do this, but Uncle Tony, Shenandoah? No, you were looking for Shenandoah. Shenandoah is how you say that school's name, and I totally get it, though, because of the way it's spelled. So I'm totally with you on that one. But see, Littles, I'm not the only one. All right, now let's get out of here. And as always, Roxy, if you are out shopping online tonight or today or whenever. Which I have been doing. Which you have been doing. (laughs) Don't forget to. Use that code. Use the code. And everyone, have a very, very happy Halloween out there. Stay safe. Stay safe. If you're trick-or-treating with the kids, stay safe out there. Another fabulous semi-post-pandemic day.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.